This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And today, we've got a good one. Got a good one, Kyle. We're going to talk about an app that helps agents help their clients with OSHA stuff, amongst mm. other things. Amongst other things, this guy can't be tied down to one application. <laughs> you can't have a name like Dustin Boss and be tied down to one yeah. app. Like, hey, it's it's a uh, it's an old uh, Dutch name. My grandfather was, I guess, uh, a smart ass, and he wanted to add an S to it, so B O S became B O S S. So I take it; it's what was given to me. <laughs> what can I tell you? There you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. So listen, why don't before we get cranked up? Because I know we're going to go a million miles an hour with questions and brainstorming and everything else. But sort of give everybody the overview as to who you are and how you got to where you're at with Emerge, because you you still operate on the agency side too, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so a little bit of background. So I'm a I'm a an agent, right? Commercial agent. Been doing this for for 20 years. Got started at my family's agency here in Western Michigan, and um, I was uh, always kind of an introverted cat um, coming out of of college. And and uh, my dad uh, said, "Son, you got to come work with us at the agency." I wanted nothing to do with sales at the time. But he said, "Don't worry about it. We're we're getting into some more risk management stuff. So you come and." I was going to go be an attorney at the time. I was going to go to DePaul in Chicago. And he said, son, you really got to come work with me. But what he didn't tell me is part of that process, David, was I had to go prospect. I had to go knock on doors. <laughs> and he gave me a list of 400 people and it uh, it broke me right into it. But now you can't shut me up. I love talking to people, love helping people. But that's that's what got me started family business-wise. But over, over the, the years, we constantly were looking for ways to differentiate, as I know so many agents do. And, and uh, one of my skill sets, I tease my wife all the time. Uh, it's a terrible joke, but I'm going to tell it to you because she doesn't laugh, but I think it's funny. I say I'm, I'm just as much of a computer nerd as I am an insurance nerd. And I say, can you imagine the stick I need to to fend women off with that kind of combination? It's what every woman wants, you know, in, yeah. in a guy, right? And that's not the case. But anyway, so we, we've always developed tools and resources. And really what, what kicked it off for us was we got involved in really heavy into workers' comp and safety um, we realized the more we spend time with an employer talking about these issues outside of the insurance renewal, the more we can connect with them, the more we can build a relationship and dive into the things that the current agent isn't helping with. And, and that's what got us into the safety and the risk management side of things. And then 
going full circle a little bit, he said, what if we built some, some tools and resources to help an employer with one particular risk issue within that safety side of things with OSHA record keeping? So we built an app that allowed an employer to do all their OSHA records, all sorts of injury management, does workers' comp forms. And so that really took off for us, David. And uh, and that's what led us. Then that was our first app. And then we built you know six other applications since there. And now I am sitting in our software company's uh, building. We work with over 300 agencies nationwide. It's been an awesome journey. And yeah, I can keep rolling as any good agent can, but I'll stop here to, to let you follow up on that. <laughs> well, so I mean, I, I think... I think OSHA is something that's obviously very, very important to what we do, but I think it's something that a lot of agents just sort of man, skirt around. It's exactly what I was going to say, man. I was going to say it's like the forgotten piece of the equation that nobody really pays attention to. Yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and I mean, I don't like I, I say that not to crap all over your app that has something no, to do no, with this. No, I say it because there's an op there's absolutely a need for what you do. And it makes life easier for a segment of what we're responsible for that people may not totally understand. And when that happens, it doesn't get relayed to clients and prospects the right way. Right. Like I can tell you when I first started coming up through the ranks, I probably knew that I was supposed to go look for, you know, the OSHA 300s to see if things were posted where they were supposed to be and all of that. I don't know that I ever did, man. I knew I did because somebody in a class somewhere told me I was, is I had gotten older and more ingrained in my ways. I can assure you that that hasn't happened because I, well, I shouldn't say that it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened that I go looking for it. It's more of a question that I ask about how do you handle your OSHA reporting? How do you make sure you're hitting your deadlines? How do you make sure you're in compliance? But I think it even goes more to into way more than that, man. I mean, I, you know, as you know, I work with producers all over the country at this point. And I literally told them two weeks ago and probably have been saying this more long, more for the last month, honestly, but basically just said, look, you guys want to differentiate yourself. Do you want to go in and talk to somebody about something? Nobody, no other agents going to, why don't you go in and ask them about their Hascom program? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go in and ask them how they're compliant? Ask them to show you where they keep the MSDS sheets. And I said, and you know what? They're probably going to smile and take you right to a place where they've got a binder that's dusty, chained next to the time clock. And there's three out of the 32 they need to have that are in there. And they think they're in compliance. I said, if you could learn Hascom and all the components, what you need to know about training, what the standard is, all of that stuff. And you could articulate that across general industry. You'll have more in-depth conversations than you've had in years because your competition isn't talking about that. But we're literally right smack in the middle of a democratic administration. And when I say this stuff, I never say it to be political. It has nothing to do with who I vote for, who I support. It is proven historically that democratic administrations have more government involvement in business than what Republican administrations do, period, from a compliance standpoint. 100%. Places like OSHA become a center of revenue for the federal government. And so if you don't think that OSHA fines and visits and all of that are increasing right now, everybody's kidding themselves because they are. And you're seeing it more and more and more. And at the top of that list is what? Hascom. It's the number one. It's the number one most cited across all industries. And so to that point, 
the fact that you guys are building things to make understanding that relaying it and getting engagement and execution from the client is huge. One of our applications, actually, it's a, it's a platform called Compliance Check. We built different checklists to help an agent not only uncover the gaps in whatever program they have, but to be able to solve those gaps as well. So one of them, we have 22 different modules. One of the modules is actually hazard communication. Another one that I love that you would think is two of the most unsexiest topics in the world, but especially with manufacturing companies would be the machine guarding policies and programs and lockout tagout. No agents talking about that. And mm -hmm. that just allows you to open up pain points, gaps, and uh, it opens up a whole philosophy that we take at our agency is about how, to, how can we prevent first and we ensure last. What is your agent doing with you throughout the year to prevent problems, respond when something bad happens, but most importantly, we don't just want to rely on, on an insurance renewal in uh, year in, year out. What can we do throughout the year? So that HASCOM is important, all these uh, underbelly issues. And we want to, I don't know about you, David, but I want to lay it at the feet of the current agent that they have saying he may be, he or she may be a good friend, but you know, maybe just being an insurance agent in and of itself isn't enough. And there's other areas where we can help. I would say unequivocally, it's not enough in a hard market. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not enough for you to get the best underwriting results. It's certainly not enough for you to get get new business opportunities bound and, and in force. You've got to come to the table with more than just cheap insurance at this point. And the reason is, I, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about because best price is still going to get the best deal. Here's the thing, people. We've We've been able, when you're not in a hard market, those are the years you prepare for the hard market. We know it's coming. It's cyclical. It always comes. So why aren't you preparing for those things now? Just like in the middle of the hard market, insurance isn't the only thing that's going to get the deal done. You still have to improve the risk profile of these people you're working with. You still have to make them look best in class when you send them over to underwriting because it's not even a matter of if you're going to get the best deal or not. Depending on where you're at in the country, it's whether or not you're even going to get a quote. Mm. 100%. And you, you can't limit that to just insurance work. There has to be more to it, right? Just like when insurers ask for the target premium, I, I'm happy to give it to them. I know why they need it. But let me tell you why expiring is where it is. Let me tell you why we have a problem with this. Here's the loss runs. I know you can read them, but let me give you some insight into this stuff. It's all of that little bit over and above that you do for, for your submissions, for your sales prep and all of that, that's what sets the table for you to go in and write new business. It's not as easy as just going, you know, going in, slapping stuff, stuff on an accord form and calling it a day. Well, and, and as much as I am a passionate fella in the world of safety and compliance, what I love the most about it is it gives me time to build a relationship with an employer. So I have time to work with them and I can work with them outside of a renewal when the current agent is has put the account to bed and, and they're, they're, they're going to come around at renewal time. But I'm in there breaking that agent relationship down and I lay it at their feet of saying, what is your current agent doing to help you prevent, not just ensure? Where are they spending their time? There's four, there's five steps to risk management. You identify, you analyze, you control. The fourth one is finance. Where are they spending their time? They're running to the fourth. We identify, analyze, and control. Of course, the tools and resources we've built help companies get there and we can get into how we give these away to employers in our area to get our foot in the door. But it's about getting our foot in the door. It's about helping them in ways that the current agent isn't to break down that relationship. So that's a big part of it is why we got in, into that whole compliance and, and safety space as well.
Yeah, and I think the thing is, people, you know, compliance is huge. It's it's obviously extremely important, but I think that the average CFO, controller, whoever you're dealing with out there, a lot of the times, if they've not been burnt, if they've not had that person come in and, and issue a citation or a fine or whatever, it's like no harm, no foul. It's not a problem mm-hmm. to them until yeah. it is. So talk a little bit about how using your applications keep that mentality at bay a little bit. Yeah, well, the, the first thing, I'll I'll just go right to the changes that have hit. So really what what really blew up our app in terms of the, the power and, and, and people um, us growing so fast was it was back in 2016 when OSHA passed these new rules that required any company with basically 20 or more employees, and it was in about uh, 65% of all industries, they have to digitally submit their injury data to the Department of Labor on an annual basis. And that, you know, has been going on for a bit. And whenever they put a new rule in place, you know, the Trump administration came in between that, they kind of pulled some of that that back. And now that the Biden administration came in, they doubled down on that. And it was back in July of this month that they poured even more fuel under the fire that they're requiring companies now with 100 or more employees to send data from all of their OSHA records. So that 300, 300A and 301, it's got to be sent by March 2nd each year. And OSHA is planning on making all of this data public. So David, for you and me as as Hmm. agents, we're going to be able to see this data, not only on our prospects, but we've got to keep in mind that our, our, our competitors are going to be able to see this on our employers as well. So mm-hmm. the game has totally changed. And anything with these rules, I mean, the, the OSHA, rec- if we focus on the OSHA record keeping a rule in and of itself, that's been around since the early 70s. You know, and their vision was always what can we do to encourage people to report their injuries so OSHA has an idea of what's happening and where they need to put their resources, either via regulatory, you know, new new regulations or investigations. Back in 2016, when they put it into place, that was a huge shift. But what did we have in between that? Unless you've been living under a rock, you know, we've had this thing called COVID-19 and a global pandemic that sucked up a lot of OSHA's resources. But with this new rule that was passed back in July, it totally is pouring the fuel on the fire of this. So we're using this opportunity as a way to show an employer. And I've got beautiful marketing pieces that talk about the regulation but I'll send them right to the OSHA's website and say, read this. It's a trade release. Is your company prepared? And if you're not, it gives OSHA the right to come do a full-blown OSHA inspection on an organization, not just the OSHA record-keeping you know, investigation, though, a, a full-blown. So they could do it this year. They could do it the following year. And I, from a marketing perspective as an agent, I say to an employer, why would you want to leave this door open? Mm-hmm. And why isn't your agent helping you? We we kind of say this tongue in cheek. It's kind of a goofy analogy, but we have fun with it in the right settings. We say, you know, would you would you work with an accountant who doesn't help you file your taxes? Why aren't you working with an agent to help you file your injuries? There's so much of an overlap into that workers' comp space. Well, and, not to uh, mention the, the fact, man, who wants to run an agency and not know what's going on from a claim standpoint, man? I want exactly. people to tell me that stuff because I'm selfish. And David, that was the original impetus for us building our OSHA logs product is we want to use it as a predictive modeling. We we describe it as the ultimate canary in the coal mine of workers' comp costs. There was a study done by ConocoPhillips. There's a bunch of them, but the most recent one was by ConocoPhillips that they showed for every 10 OSHA recordables, there was a severe lost time work comp claim. Hmm. So as an agent, I want to be able to help my clients respond when that bad injury happens. But I also want to show my my employers, my clients and prospects 
What can we do before that happens? Let's look for these injury patterns and jump into it, fix it, and not just wait for something bad to happen. So the, our platform, what we've built, employer goes online, they fill out one simple online form. It does takes about four minutes to fill out. It does all their OSHA records. It'll also do their state's workers' comp first report of injury form. It notifies, when I say me, if it was my account, if it was your account, you'd get notified so you can reach out to them if you so desire. Does all sorts of injury metrics. It gives me a way to communicate and connect with my clients. And at the end of the year, it does all that electronic submission directly to the government without any downloads or exports. So we've got, we've got a slick product, but to your point, it's not just compliance. That's a big part of it. We get our foot in the door with employers who, you know, they got a lot going on. Compliance is somewhere on the scale of importance, but Hey, this is due March 2nd. Are you prepared? And Oh, by the way, once you get access to all, all those logs, guys, you get to see the injuries and you get to see how many days away from work. I mean, it's you're getting the lost data without requesting loss runs. And I don't know what it's like in Florida, but if it's like anything in Michigan, you ask for loss runs, the competitor finds out, and then it's like World War III and they're servicing that <laughs> client like they're the best thing in the world. So we want to work as stealth as we possibly can. So honestly, that's what really was the impetus was the predictive modeling and get us access to that data. What's some of the user experience look like on that? I mean, you've talked a little bit about what the app does, but like from their perspective, they go in. Yeah. Like, talk about how it looks for the yeah. for the user. So user interface is, is really important, right? So uh, we got extremely high utilization. We do it because, mind you, I am an app guy. I, I'm proud of the, the software, but I also realize that they've got other things going on in their life and they don't need to be in there 24 hours a day. I want them to get in, do their job and, and get out. And so we built it to have three layers. A company needs to keep track of their OSHA records uh, by location. So the first screen, when you get in there, you have your different locations. Some companies, we got in there with just one. We got one that has over 1,500 locations in the platform. But once there, they click on a location. It's going to bring them right over to the different logs that they have in the system. Part of the onboarding experience, when we help an agent come on board, we'll help them set up their, their top five accounts. Uh, we do that from a training perspective to show them, you know, how it works and how it looks. Part of that process is we'll do like a white glove onboarding with them and their insured and us. And we'll actually offer to upload their past five years of data into the system. Great way to show the client some extra love and, and help and support. But selfishly for the agent, we tie them into that software for them. And um, it's very easy to see all their different logs. And then from there, the to add an injury, that's really where this program shines. If a company's got a ton of injuries, we make it very efficient for them to add it. If a company you know, might only have one or two a year and they want to make sure they don't do it wrong or make sure they don't miss something up, we have all sorts of helps, supports, compliance suggestions to walk them through. And um, it's uh, it's just a really sleek, uh, simple platform. We got you know super computer users that love it. We got people who still have an AOL email address and uh, nothing wrong with that, but uh, <laughs> they log in there and they, and they, they use it just fine as well. So I would think that the biggest issue would just be making sure that people actually get in there and, and do it and do what they're supposed to do. Just like, you know, it is in our agency with some of the stuff that we use, like, you know, how do you combat that or what kind of tools do you give these agents to help them make sure that other, other than just being like, Hey, look, you guys got to do this or you're going to get, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get fine. Like well, the, the big thing, as much as I talk compliance and I talk, you know, I talk predictive modeling, how it helps us and all the metrics, the efficiency is what really sometimes is all that, that one user needs. So they go in, they fill out one form, does all their OSHA records and the workers comp first report without any dual entry. It notifies the agent so we can respond and help them. So it triggers 
you know, the process to help them with a claim. So, you know, we, we're we always talking about ways to integrate an employer into our agency process, not just a carrier's process or send them to a carrier's website. This is a way for us to communicate and it's simple for them. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a very low barrier to get them going and it just takes pressure off of them and, and all the inputting. So it's a huge part of it, simplify mm-hmm. the, the input process. And then at the end of the year, when they need to do their submission, so think of it like taxes, right? So you, you do your budgets throughout the year, you get to the end of the year, you can file your taxes with TurboTax. We have that TurboTax feature within OSHA logs where you can digitally submit the data up to the federal government. So we got nice. big companies, small companies, they got to comply with this. We've got a 54-page document that lists out all the industries that need to do it. So for the agents that want to target certain industries and help those entities, it's all construction, all manufacturing, all agriculture, all utilities, and a bunch of other entities that got to that got to comply. So that's our foot in the door. And really, what um, I know, I'm bouncing all over here, but that hopefully that's okay. The really Makes perfect sense thing, to me. Yeah. Where, where this hits, gentlemen, is the way we price it is we give an agency a flat subscription and we say, go to town, use us and abuse us. We want you to. We want you to get this in the hands of your clients and your prospects. Treat them as clients with this service. It's easy to do and give it to them. Give it away. Be a giver to the community. It's a way for you to tell them, hey, we care. Of course, we'd love to work with you on the insurance, but it's our way to give back and, and help our community get your employees home healthy and safe each and every day. But then they're clients of your agency. It's that much easier to cross sell them over into the insurance. So you have a perpetual connection with them. And that's a big, big part of the success of the program, the agencies that we work with. Well, I think it's important to have the wedge, but I mean, that also makes those accounts stickier too, because they don't, you know, once somebody gets used to having a service, they don't want to go somewhere else and give up services just because price is the same you know even if price is less i think the educated buyers out there are looking at things and understanding that there's more to the game than just whatever the premium is going to be and if they don't guess what it's the agent's freaking job to educate a man i mean come on people here's the thing this guy's giving you a layup out here for ways you can go in and drive wedges and listen people all the time think we're one trick pony here with workers comp we're not We'll do workers comp. We'll do cyber. There's a million different ways we can get into an account. It's not that it's workers comp. It that drives what we do. It's data. It's the ability to know things before you go in and set the table, set everything up to where you have the best shot of winning. If you go to OSHA.gov, you will lose days of your life just poking around. And all of the information that's there, man, it's crazy how much you can actually use. But I mean, it, when you get there and you understand, you know, what the what the standards are and what you need to do to fix problems or, you know, how you can use those standards to your benefit. You know, when we were talking, when I was talking with Dustin and, and his father about uh, participating in Producers in Paradise last week, we had a conversation and I brought up an account where. Um, a contractor wasn't getting awarded jobs because the mod was bad. But in reality, when you dig into it and you look at where they're at, you know, this was a fluke claim. It's obvious that it was a fluke claim on a, you know, well over a hundred million dollar a year contracting company. The mod shot up, shot up above one and they weren't getting jobs. But when you look at all of the construction codes and you ran the dart rate on that stuff, they weren't getting hurt on construction jobs. It was literally a cleaning lady 
who went someplace in the building that was very well barricaded. We put, we submitted pictures very well barricaded signed. Do not go upstairs. What'd she do? She goes around the uh, over or under the barricade goes up the stairs. We knew the floor was soft because of some water damage due to a roof leak before she ends up falling through the floor under the floor <laughs> below. And these guys aren't getting construction jobs because you hired somebody who was stupid. I, I, so I thought that the whole using the mod to to bid on jobs was not allowed. It's just <laughs> well, kind of what, like that's what they tell you on the mod right. worksheet. Yeah, but, but it's, it's just kind of like a yeah, okay. We're no, we're not doing that. We just chose to go with somebody else type of thing. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, think about how many certificates we have to issue, or yeah. even letters. You know, experience mod letters. But I mean, again, just another another point to make. I didn't accept no for the answer, man. I found out a way to get the deal done. Once we explained what was really going on and you could talk to the risk manager instead of the box checker and say, look, I understand what you're going at here. I wouldn't waste your time if I didn't have a reasonable explanation. Let me show you what's happened. Let me show you what we've done to make sure it doesn't happen again. Let me prove to you this isn't something that would have happened on your job site anyhow. Then all of a sudden they were good. They started getting the work again. But I mean, a lot of agents aren't even going to take the time to figure all that out. Kyle, let me ask you a question. You're you're wearing your Ohio State gear right now, right? Mm. And uh, for our college football fans out there, why why is Michigan trying to sign uh, steal signs out there? <laughs> because they're getting beat. <laughs> they're getting okay, but why do they want the signs? They want data. Well, they want to they want to get ahead. Yeah, they 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 want to know what's coming before it's coming. So so that I use I use that analogy the other day. You know, that's that's if we get our access, if we get access to the mod sheet, we get access to the OSHA records. We get to see what's going on with an employer, with a right. prospect. That gives us plenty of data. And um, and this is legal. Uh, what Michigan's doing probably is not. And I'm a Michigander, so so it's okay for you Michigan folks. I'm a Sparty, so you Wolverines can go pound sand. But um, Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, but don't so get that's me, what Don't get me all fired up here, Dustin. I won't get you all fired up. I just, you know, you're wearing the, <laughs> the sweater. I had to get you, I yeah. had to get you going. But uh, but that's a big part of it is, is how can you help and how can you find a reason to pop up in somebody's life and to assist. And mm -hmm. this can get you in the door and you start having conversations. And to your point earlier, David, you know, I find that agents that are engaging with employers on these sorts of conversations on, on pre prevention and compliance, and how can we help you throughout the year? They're less price sensitive. They're less, Hey, get me a bid and let's see how well we do. Again, that's the four step reverse management. That's a part of it. But what I get hired for is what I can do in one, two, and three. How do we identify control uh, identify, analyze, and control. That's what makes me special. And here's the tools, here's the resources, but let me work with you. Let me engage with you. And to hire me for a bid and a quote, that's not that's that's not how we should be looking at it. It's how I can build a, a proper risk management uh, a process for you along the way. What's been like a, a success story that you have? Maybe one of your favorite wins, um, you know, about, yeah. about the app. I'm sure you I'll, have a, I'll a give ton, you a but... I'll give you one of mine because this one was a fun doesn't one. doesn't have to be specific, obviously. No, I'll give you, you, I'll give you a specific names. one. This is this was an account that we were working on. Now, we're part of a uh, a large uh, contractor association in town. And one of the things we do for other agents as opposed to, as well as ourselves, but we'll, we'll go to these associations and we'll say, why don't we partner together? Why don't we gift this software out to all of your members? The associations love it because they're always looking for value, but we love it because we get connected with all those with all those prospects. And one of the prospects was a very large construction firm. And they said, hey, Dustin, we we, uh, we love the software, but we're going to be honest with you. We're happy with our agent. And 
are you sure you're okay with us having this? And there's not going to be some kind of bait and switch down the line. I said, no, we'd love to work with you. But if that happens down the line, cool. Well, part of the process to onboard them is we took their past five years of OSHA records. We audited them. We load them up in the software. And what do you think we found? We found a bunch of injuries with eight days away from work, 11 days away from work, 14 days away from work. And I believe it's the same as it is there in Florida and Michigan. If a claim goes more than seven days lost time, that's a surcharge on that workers comp. And so these guys were pretty, pretty open guys. You know, they could swear once in a while when you talk to them. So we, we called them and said, guys, we know you told us you're happy with where you're at, but based on the data we see here, we see you're getting surcharged probably about 40% on your experience mod. Can we do a more detailed analysis? You know, so we, we walk into this. So we came in there. And there was four management team members, the guys who own the business. They were kind of, their, their desks were still a little bit higher than us. And my dad and I were, were sitting underneath there. And they gave us this giant. Were you addressing uh, the school board or what? Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was, was kind of funny. We were kind of giggling a little bit. And then, um, so they, they started with, hey, guys, you think you can do better? Here's a giant pamphlet of the loss control and claims management that our, our agency gives us. And I basically said, guys, you can throw it right in the trash. I'll give you one page. And look at these claims. Nobody's watching your claims right when they happen. If somebody is off of work for 11 days, there's no way in heck they should be. They're, they can come back on bank day seven if, if somebody's watching the hen house here. So we went through it with them. They were pissed. They used some different language. But we AOR'd that account, one of the largest cement contractors in the state of Michigan. It's just a cool story nice. of you know, how we, how we preach using the software, the software is great, but the, the uh, software gives you the opportunity to get in the door with these companies in areas where you wouldn't be able to in the past. And, um, and we were able to cross sell them very quickly into the insurance because we had the data, we had a relationship with them. That was a great one. Another one. And let me think of another one. Um, another one of mine that I had was, uh, was this account. It was a, a parts auto parts dealer. We were going after the comp. The workers' comp had some hair on it, a lot of claims. Um, working with the HR person there because she entered all the data and she did all the claims management. And we got down to the end and she said, you know, the owner, he's got a long-term relationship with the agent. He loves what you guys do, but we just can't sign it over yet. They've been together forever. They're both like 85. So we were, you know, at that moment, we were a little bummed. And then about five seconds later, she says, but he did give me the approval to sign over the employee benefits to you. We love what you guys do. We want to work with you. That was three times the commission than the workers' comp. <laughs> so, you know, the one thing Twist I say, my arm. <laughs> the one thing I say is, you know, yeah, this is a workers' comp and a claims type, you know, it's connected to that world. But the person who is doing these forms nine times out of 10 is that HR person, the person that's responsible for the employee benefits decision. So that was a great win as well. Well, and the fact of the matter is, man, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the same thing, but over the course of my career, anytime I see a high mod, one of my first questions is talk to me about your benefits program. There's a direct mm -hmm. correlation between a bad benefits program and a high experience mod because people are filing Monday morning injuries or they, they feel file fraudulent claims because they're worried they can't afford the max out of pocket or the deductible or whatever else. So, you know, I've always felt like producers that are going to lead with workers comp are going to be workers comp experts really need to have a, a just freaking jam up benefits producer that they roll with because that's the best way in the world i mean in my opinion you can kill you kill it all at one time health and safety at home and at work they all combine you're talking to people you're talking about people people get injured 
people have health issues. It's it's the people bucket. It works and it combines together. And then compliance, all the different compliance areas interweave all through that. Whether it's some, you know, you know, somebody gets off on workers' comp, do they have to go off on Cobra? You know, there's a lot of mismanagement on the benefits in the workers' comp administration that people don't realize because a lot of times it's handled in silos. So yeah, bringing those together, um, you can really mm-hmm. offer a better one-two punch. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think. Again, it, it is important. That's one of the qualifying questions that people need to ask on the front end is, you know, if we come back and put together a compelling work product to show you that we know what we're talking about and we can fix your issues, are you willing to fire Bob and hire us? Right. You got to know that you're talking to the person that can fire Bob. We, I mean, we Otherwise, always, otherwise yeah. you could have a cowboy, you know, or a cowgirl that's there is like, oh, yeah, I can do it. Nah, 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 nah. And next thing you know, you give them all your intellectual property. And the only one who wins is Bob because they give him a – copy of it which you know might as well hand bob japanese at that point because if he knew what he was doing he would have already been doing it but you know you get it we uh, we always tell employers you know you don't have to tell us you will switch to us just that you could if you liked what you saw let us work with you over a period of time let us break down what your perceptions are of buying insurance and really what a strong insurance and risk management plan looks like and uh, you can flush a lot of people out that way um you know it's important so without getting the car too far ahead of the horse, talk to me a little bit about integrations. Do you have any any other tech products right now that you're integrated with or what's that look so, like? Because so I already at, know in yeah. my mind who I want to make sure that I talk to you about offline. I'm not going to table that conversation right now, but I can see some immediate synergy. Sure. So what I'll tell you, we, we've got a robust ecosystem within Emerge Apps. I'll start there. So we started with OSHAlogs.com, which does all the OSHA record keeping, workers' comp forms, submission rules. We got a really slick guidebook on those rules. So anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about with these OSHA records, they go, the submission rule on our website, EmergeApps.com, under resources, there's a 2024 guidebook that is about 11 pages, goes through all these rules. Normally, we will brand it for our clients, but David, anybody who's associated with you, if they want a branded version of that, more than happy to do that for them. That's what got us started. We then launched a product called AutomateSafety.com, which really automates the two-box talks you know, that we found that safety, as important as it is, a lot of companies, big and small, they, they don't get consistent with it. They may train once or twice a year. And I would love to be at my clients every day, but I physically can't. And so we built a system where we can upload a list of employees and their cell phone numbers and their email addresses. And we send content directly to their cell phones at whatever cadence the employer wants. So all of that is interconnected. So that same list is used with the OSHA logs. Um, There's a quiz connected to that. So every message that goes out, there's a quiz on it. So we can tell who did it, who didn't. So imagine going in, David, on your best clients and you want to set up these safety programs and you're going to be able to see of the 50 people at this company, how many did it, how many passed, how many failed. That goes to your point of talking to the carriers about best in class. Um, it's another tool that we can, in a report, we can provide to those carriers to show why this company shouldn't be averaged out with ever, ever the plumber or heating company or whatever it is. So that is one that, that uh, once we added the texting feature that, David, that's really where that took off, you know. Bill, the construction worker, isn't checking his Pinterest account every day on, on email, um, but he sure as hell gets his cell phone uh, text messages. So that was that was extremely popular. We've got a product yeah. called Compliance. Go ahead, Kyle. No, no, I just said that that's good. The, yeah, the text yeah. is huge. I mean, people are you're sitting there, like you said, you your your email inbox is just inundated with all sorts of emails from you know who knows what at this point. You get a text, you're you're going to look at it. 
And we may, and this may not sound like a big deal, but we spent a ton of time and energy on it is where we, we made it so the users, the employees don't have to log in to access any of it. We hardwired, hard coded every day, bits of data that goes out. We know who that person is. So Frank, again, doesn't have to connect with, you know, Marcy and HR to go, where's my password? So we want it to be efficient. We want it to be easy to use. Mm -hmm. And so integration with that, we have a, um, I mentioned the compliance check product as well. That actually was started by a gentleman many moons ago down in uh, the St. Pete area where we, uh, we bought the assets to that program. That's really how I started in the agency. So some of the guys listening to this might remember compliance check. It was run by a guy named Don Brown down in uh, St. Pete. Yeah, um, Wallace Welsh and Willingham made it very popular go. in this area. There you go. So Don used to work with them. Love competing against those guys. Yes. Love it. Don is no longer in the business. He he recently got sick, so he couldn't continue. So we bought the assets to this compliance check program. And really what that is, think of it like paint by numbers. The questions you need to ask an, an employer at all different risk issues, employee handbook, OSHA safety plan, HASCOM, um, COBRA. Um, one that doesn't sound sexy, business income. Ask yourself, the listeners, how many times do you talk about business income with your clients? Most don't. It's a cheap insurance product, but most people don't even understand how that, that even works, you know, with the, with the co-insurance and the, and the time element. We make a lot of agents look silly and stupid with that, and it's a cheap thing uh, to talk about. So um, that's the integration we have right now, um, but we've got a lot of different carriers that accept our, our first report of injury data. Very easy. We're fully API, David, um, and we're always willing and able to work with anybody who wants to work with us. Long answer to your short question. I apologize. That's what we're here for. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's funny because as soon as you started saying compliance check, I'm like, that sounds really familiar to, I mean, very similar to what I remember from being yep. used. I mean, we're going back 15, 20 years now, yep. but. Yeah. So there was, so that's, that's the program my dad got me. And when he said, son, come work with me. And he forgot to tell me I have to actually go prospect and go knock on doors and so that whole model was, how do you get a new agent? You know, I look like I was an insect re in sync reject. My hair was was um, <laughs> frost tipped at the time. I mean, I looked I don't look beautiful now, but I looked ridiculous back then. You know, I had a I think I had an earring maybe at the time, so I didn't look like I was an old insurance agent. But I wrote a lot of insurance because I knew compliance, and I had people at the agency that could come in and help me on the insurance side. I knew I wasn't going to be able to go after the Davids of the world. And those other agents of the world that had those relationships on the insurance. But what this product allowed me to do is be very smart and be seen as an expert. If I knew about OSHA and compliance and workers comp experience mod, I must know a lot about the actual insurance side of things too. So that's what got me started. And when we started having success with the software company, guys, we bought the assets to that and we beefed it up and we, we, we appified it. And so, um, you know, that's, that's been going gangbusters too. So we've got a good network nice. of agents that utilize that as well. What have we missed? You know, what I we think talked about, cause, cause know, here's what I, I, here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you've got a lot. So you don't know this. I think we probably talked about it a little bit, but inside killing commercial, we built, um, what we call producer game plans and it's similar to, yeah. to what compliance check is, but here's the problem. It's only inside killing commercial. I've yeah. got about. I've got about 29,750 29, agencies out there listening to this. 
that aren't in killing commercial and they can't get that product. So for all of you that have been hammering me as I've leaked out what we're doing with producer game plans and you wanted me to make it public facing, this is your chance to get probably something that's an even better tool than what, what I've created inside of our private community. And I would even encourage the people that are in killing commercial. I, I would argue that what we're doing from a producer game plan standpoint is more elementary, more geared toward a newer producer. Not that a newer producer can't use compliance check because it's pretty much followed the directions. I'm just telling you compliance check is likely going to be more robust across a bigger uh, variety of, of topics. In in my experience, I've seen, I've seen it. Like I've, I've, I used to compete against it. I've seen it. I understand it, which is honestly, you know, a, a reason why we, one of the reasons why we use the risk management, total cost of risk approach is because you have to be able to focus on more than just the insurance product at the point of sale at this point and compliance check makes that happen. So that's really, that's really cool, man, to hear that story come full circle because it, it was, that was something that was formidable, you know, down here back in the day. I don't compete against the people who were using it as much as I used to all the time. I used to, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So I'm glad to know it's still kicking around and I'll be interested to see what you guys have made of it for sure. Yeah. would love, would love to show you. And I'd love to do something special just for your group, David. I think that was the big thing. I I'm extremely passionate about partnering with agents, whether they're new or been doing it a while. What really drives me is those that are passionate to go help employers that want to get out there, that want to be different. So and I always say it starts with the agent right here and, and how they want to present themselves out to the marketplace. And if you're willing to, you know, to knock on doors and to reach out to people and you want to lead and and not be afraid, um, uh, uh, you know, you're the type of agent I want to work with. Um, we'll, uh, we'll juice you up. We'll help you out, whether it's with all of our apps, one of our apps, um, We've really built a nice community about let's let's drive prevention oriented strategies first. Let's engage with people. Let's get good, strong relationships with them. It's that much easier to cross sell them into the insurance when they know you, like you and trust you. And that's ultimately what I want to do. If you can find another way to do that, God bless you. All I know is what I know. And I know compliance, safety, HR, that has helped me get in the door with the big companies, small companies. And if I connect with those employers that want the help, and they're less susceptible to the bid and the quote year in, year out. So if people are interested, they want to get a hold of you, how do they do it, man? How do they check you out, get some more info? Yeah. The best place is uh, go to our website, emergeapps.com. You know, uh, we got so, some nice uh, landing pages on each of our of our applications there. You can uh, schedule a demo with me there. There's a request demo page. I'll be with uh, David and his crew. Kyle, you'll be there, correct? It sounds like oh, as yeah. well. Uh, I'll be for- there event in uh, being Dante's in the, in the yeah. keys. So I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll bring my box shorts. I won't, I won't uh, wear my speedo and I won't scare you guys. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you think a speedo is the worst thing you're seeing down there, you got something else coming, my man. Hey, well then that sounds like I'm going to fit right in. <laughs> I'm going to fit right in. Uh, uh, but no, we're, we're, we're happy with the association. We, uh, we've got, uh, we've got some mutual clients and they've always talked extremely, extremely positive about uh about your guys's organization so i'm i'm honored to be a part of it and, and help you guys grow in any which way possible cool i think it's really cool what you guys are doing i think that this is exactly the type of thing that agents need in their toolbox because there's a lot of stuff out there man you know we use kpa we use mineral and, and all of those things but a lot of that stuff is agent facing stuff that you're going to use this is cool in that it's 
helping you in the sales process and it's helping you after the sales process, right? So you can use compliance check to get the deal done. But I'll tell you what, people, if that's what you can use to get the deal done, you might want to know about the amount of accountability you're putting on yourself because they're going to expect you to follow through with that. And it gives you the ability and the tools to to make sure you do actually follow through and deliver what you promised at the point of sale. And it's just crazy to me, man. This is another one of those things that is a no-brainer. This is a tool that will make agents successful beyond a shadow of a doubt. And if you look at the fact that the average, I'm not going to ask you to get into pricing on the on the call, Dustin, or on the podcast, Dustin. No need to do yeah. that. I just know that if you're out prospecting accounts that are 25 grand in revenue and you call, and you write one, you're good for the year. You have mm-hmm. to be right. Like you've got to be right where you need to be with these guys. Um, from a pricing standpoint on that account. And so I like the fact that you've got, um, you've done some stuff for agents where you have a flat subscription-based model on some of the stuff. That always makes it a lot easier to adopt. You know, one of the things that we did, I think I maybe shared this with you when I was talking to you and, and, and Randy, your dad's name's Randy, right? Randy, yep, yep. yep. So when, when we were talking with Randy, I think I told you that one of the things I've done here at the agency is I actually hired a young lady that was an intern for us that graduated with a degree in insurance and risk management to be a full-time technology liaison between us and our clients, because we would go out and buy a new toy, but then we would never use it. And then, you know, I would go through my bank account and be like, what am I spending this 300 bucks a month for? And then I kill it. And it was, it, it was like, I probably wasted $10,000 over three years buying something that is still really good tool. I just never had a process for getting it implemented. Well, I finally made the decision. Look, you know what? If I really want to be best in class, I need to bring somebody in to make sure this crap gets done for us. Mm-hmm. So that's what I decided to do. And my theory is by her implementing all the technology, the processes that we believe in, and then monitoring utilization reports to be sure it's actually getting used Theoretically, our loss ratios should drop low enough to the point our profit sharing will be at max or as close to max as it's going to get and more than pay for her existence. So mm-hmm. I look at it as if I don't get anything other than an increase in my profit sharing enough to cover her salary, I'm basically getting her for free and still staying where I am right now. Clients love her. She's she's absolutely deadly. She will be a good producer when she realizes that she can be. But mm-hmm. there's no sense in me trying to force her into that role. I want her to learn all of this stuff first, and then she's going to figure out, oh, it wouldn't be that hard for me to sell this, and I can make even more money as a producer. But you know what we did? I gave her a base salary, and I gave her a percentage in revenue of the book that she's managing. So whatever account she manages, she's getting a percentage of commission on that account because I want her to be financially invested in it and make sure she's doing her part too. And I know there's probably people whose toes are curling, wondering why I'm giving giving away revenue. Again, people, I just told you, I think my commission, my contingencies are going to get high enough. It's going to pay for that. When I say pay for her, I'm talking about what I'm giving her in rev share too. But if you're not going to give somebody skin in the game to keep them engaged, good luck. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could execute on your own, you would be. I, I, for I sure with, with all with all this stuff david you know the best tool in the world the best weapon in the world no matter squad if it's in a closet and the soldier can't clean it they can't get out there they can't fire it out on the battlefield and when they do get fire shots fired back at them are they going to cower or you know how are they going to get over that next mound so that's a you know us being agents still out there being active you know we understand that dynamic and and we really just want to connect with those agents that have a little bit of passion that we do we're going to build that passion but we've got a fella my uh, uh, here in the office, actually my brother, who 
uh, worked in the agency as well. And he, he's our, he's our customer liaison, similar to your mindset. So you're, you're a bright dude. You understand the dynamic there. We know that most agents don't have that person that you mentioned. That's why when we onboard an account, we say, we will help you onboard your five large accounts. We're going to show you how to do it. We do one-on-one-on-one. -on -one -on -one, so three-on-one -on -one calls. We're going to show what it's all about. We're going to offer to upload their data. Selfishly, it, it does allow me to show the agent as much as I like to talk and, and, and you know, those big words and move my hands so it makes me sound smart. When they hear their clients tell them this is really slick, that's where it clicks. So we do it in the first 60 days. And um, we really want to be known as the, the guys who drive engagement, not just um, not just a pretty login. So that's a big, big part of our world, too. So I get it. Cool. I think we hit it, man. I don't know. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we're good. Guys, I'm Sweet. excited to be with you in Florida. I'll tell you what. It doesn't well, take sure. much to get me down to the Keys. <laughs> yeah, you're going to you're gonna be way, way, way more ingrained before the Keys, man. That's a long time away yet. So yeah. I think there's a lot of agents that need to be thinking about what you guys are doing as they're planning their budgets for 2024 because now's the time they're figuring out I've been to all these trade shows and I've seen all this stuff and they're sort of filtering through it, figuring out what's crap and what's not and what's going to make a change. And, you know, if you haven't figured it out yet, the market's hard. Again, oh, yeah. all of this stuff that they're talking about is not just a tool that can be used for your agency. It's not just a tool that can be used for your clients to be better. It's a tool that when you you use it correctly and you execute on it, that you can actually publish what you're using and make it part of your submission to prove to the underwriter why things are getting better instead of just being luck. Right. Well, David, I, you, you talked to a lot of agents too, and everybody, they say, once I get in the door, you know, I got a good shot, you know, I get in there and I can really do my thing. Well, how are you getting in the door? Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing, you know, um, that I'd love to just to, to really help your, your network is to say if there's one thing you get out of uh, hearing Dustin Boss speak once in a while is one time a year, rally around the March 2nd deadline. Help companies with this compliance issue. You can start it and you can execute it and you can be done with it. So it's a, it's a risk issue that you can solve, but it pops up every year and it just opens up all those risk management issues that you want to talk about. And things change, people change, CFOs change. Injuries change or mod could be good one year. It could be bad one year, but you have a perpetual connection with those companies and any company, 20 more employees with anybody that has any sort of mod, you know, workers comp exposure, they got to do it. So it's a really easy issue for people to grab their, their, you know, their, their, their mind around and they don't have to be safety experts either. It's a very slicey issue. Um, but anyway, um, so Pretty passionate about it, guys. But I, I know if your folks are are uh, are into that space, and and I know what you guys do, and the people you connect with, uh, we we sure can create some havoc for folks, and that's what we want to do. Hundred percent, man. And the people that we're creating havoc for are the ones who aren't listening to this anyhow, so they'll never know the difference. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. All right, Bingo. man. Well, listen, we appreciate you wanting to um, have partnership with us, and I know that this is going to be a beautiful relationship moving forward and i'm just excited to actually be able to look touch and feel at all this stuff that, that you guys have put out there so i can be a better brand ambassador for you and help help agents understand why these are good investments to make in the in their agencies so with that being said we are going to go ahead and wrap this one up we'll catch you guys next time see ya you've been listening to the power producers podcast 
You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 